For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you surprised that Jimmy is still alive? Yeah, I every script I read, I sort of with bated breath turn the pages to see if Jimmy makes it out alive. Wearing the Yellowstone brand all but guarantees you a good life on the ranch unless you run afoul of the Duttons in some really awful way. Jimmy was the very first person viewers watched get branded with the Y-Iron way back in Season 1, Episode 1. Since then, we've watched as just about everyone else in the bunkhouse gets the brand, it all looks so real. As it turns out, most of it is very, very real. I'm Addison Haker, and actor Jefferson White, who plays Jimmy on the show, joins the podcast today to break down how they film these iconic scenes. It's all very fresh in his memory, even though it went down five years ago for him. As it turns out, the actor is just trying to hold on for dear life as much as the character he plays. Jefferson, like Jimmy, is nothing if not humble. He's also the new official BTS expert of Yellowstone. Beginning December 9th, he'll host the official Yellowstone podcast, a series that finds him interviewing many of the show's biggest stars, plus essential crew members like his stunt double and the real-life cowboys that make the 4-6's ranch footage work so well. Billy Dukes had 30 minutes with Jefferson, and they dive deep into this new show, available wherever podcasts are found, plus explore Jimmy and Jefferson's storyline, and the rumors that he'll be the star of the new Four Sixes spinoff. I really can't say anymore, but when you watch episode 7, you'll know. So tap follow, and leave a rating and review if you're hungry for more deep analysis of Yellowstone in 1883. Email staff at tasteofcountry.com with questions and comments that we may use on a future episode. It's a conversation Billy and I welcome viewers who are willing to tell us we're wrong. When you finish, find archive interviews with cast members like Kelly Riley, Luke Grimes, and Kelly Aspill. But let's not waste any more time. Dutton Rules is another great Thompson Media podcast. Hello, Addison. Hey, Billy. Okay, I'm really excited about this episode because I love Jimmy as a character, and you had the opportunity to talk to Jefferson White, who plays Jimmy. And so I'm mm-hmm. just excited to hear, is he like his character? Is he not like his character? But um, for listeners, give me an overall, you know, what did you guys, what was this conversation like? We had 30 minutes together, and it was um, kind of a video conferencing phone call. Uh, he was actually driving for the better part of the huh. conversation. And when you listen to the audio, you'll hear some kind of audio change. And that's when he kind of gets outside the car. Uh, I apologize for some of the background noise you'll hear as well. Um, he's kind of walking through the streets. I, he was on the East Coast somewhere, either driving home or I don't know what he was doing out there. But he was he was driving for a large part of it. Super nice guy. Really personable. Seems like a guy you could like totally just like be friends with and grab a beer with. Oh, I love that. What did you, going into the interview, what were you hoping to find out? Well, I wanted to know how he approached podcasting and, huh. and the level to which he had to sort of geek out on the show. 
like we've talked to some other characters. Cole Hauser stands out who's like, I don't read the internet at all about this show. Like, I have no idea what the fan theories are or what's right. happening. And then some other ones have kind of been like, yeah, I watch a little. Like, I wanted to know, since he's going to be on the host of the official Yellowstone podcast, is he in there kind of swimming around with the fan commenters? Is he is he commenting himself? Is he responding to things as Jefferson White? And then, I, of course, I had to ask him about a couple of iconic Jimmy scenes from the first four episodes of Yellowstone. Is Jimmy like his character? Kind of like we've talked about Cole and Rip. They kind of, you know, are similar. And Beth yeah. and um, Kelly are not. So are Jimmy and Jefferson similar? You know, I think they really are in some some key ways. Like, both were truly new to the craft. Mm. Like, neither one of them knew about horses or ranches or any of the cultural things attached to the show Yellowstone or the ranch. Like it was all a big education for Jimmy and it's all been a real education for Jefferson White as well. So like that underdog just trying to keep up uh, and stay a, a little bit ahead of like the storm that's behind him. Right. Like that's Jimmy, but but it's also Jefferson White too. Huh. too. I mean, he's, he's a little bit smarter <laughs> than Jimmy, I think. Right. Not- like, but, and he plays, he said he's a big fan of um, the video game Halo. <laughs> okay. So it's a random I didn't see Jimmy pull that out. Yeah. yeah I don't it's, know. it's kind of a random fact that you got out of him, but it paints a picture. Yeah. So, I mean, in a lot of ways, he does seem to be like him. He, sound, he talks a little quicker than Jimmy does, too. I mean, the biggest thing, obviously, would love to know if he spoiled any secrets or did he pretty do a pretty good job of keeping a closed mouth? He was pretty tight lipped, even to the point where I think maybe he wasn't totally being honest. <laughs> when it came to like things he knew he knew or didn't know about the show. But he did sort of insinuate a couple of things. One is that he and Mia might not totally be done. Um, you'll hear that kind of during the conversation. It seems like that relationship kind of just maybe has a, a pin in it. Even mm-hmm. though we just saw in episode seven, Jimmy seems to be moving on to this new girl, Emily. Like Mia could come back somehow. Yeah. The, the other thing is he indicated that Jimmy might return to the Yellowstone Ranch. I uh, hope so. And, I, 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 and, and well, that was kind of a big question mark for me because it seems like he's on the Four Sixes Ranch to stay. Yeah. Like what events are going to transpire that are going to bring him back to the ranch? Right. Uh, the, the one question I wish I would have asked him, and, and, I, and I asked him not only about the, the key scene from Episode 7, which just mm-hmm. aired involving the horse, but I also asked him, about the branding scene, the very yeah. first season, very first episode of Yellowstone. He's branded. Yeah. And that scene, as it turns out, is much, much more real than you would think. I really wanted to ask him if he was bummed that during the season three closing uh-huh. episode, he was essentially just lying there half dead on the the floor of the corral. Like he wasn't involved in the gunfighting or the shooting or the violence at all. <laughs> I wanted to know if that was a disappointment. It- you were curious if you wanted to know, or you were curious if he was bummed that he wasn't part of the action, essentially. Mm-hmm. That he was just lying there helpless. More or less. Yeah, that was the one question if I had to go back, I'd ask him about it. Okay, well, I'm excited to hear what you two did talk about. This is Jefferson White with Billy Dukes on Denton Rules, a Yellowstone 1883 podcast. Billy, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm so excited to be here. Congratulations on the success of the show and then, of course, the official Yellowstone podcast starting on December 9th. Explain a little bit what the podcast will be focused on and what kind of things you'll bring 
each and every week. So one of the things that I'm most excited about the, the, the podcast is, you know, for me, Yellowstone has been a huge, huge learning experience. I, I started out four years ago, never having ridden a horse. And one of the, the great gifts of the podcast has been the opportunity to dig a little deeper, to talk in a really sort of focused and concentrated way with a bunch of real cowboys who've really lived this, uh, this lifestyle uh, and also a bunch of the other actors on the show to dig a little deeper and learn about their processes. So for me, it's just been a, a tremendous opportunity to, uh, to deepen the learning that, I, that I've been doing for the last four years. Is it going to be guest heavy? Will it be a inter- focused on interviews with a lot of your fellow castmates? Cast is just a series of conversations with, uh, with other members of the cast, Kelly Riley, Cole Hauser, Luke Grimes, and also some of the, the real cowboys. big part of the show for us is, is really respecting this culture and really getting it right. So I'll also be having some conversations with, with Jake Ream, with uh, Mo Brings Plenty, Forey J. Smith, Bobby Roberts, my stunt double on the show. Just a lot of folks who really have, have uh, you know, who, who, who really uh, ha- have lived as cowboys their entire lives. I'm really excited to talk about how well the show has done that, especially as you, the character, has transitioned to the Four Sixes Ranch. Um, I, I know a lot of people want to focus on the stars, though, as well, including, of course, Rip Kohlhauser, who it would seem like you have a, a pretty natural relationship with. But then other actors like uh, Kelly Riley. You don't have a lot of screen time with her. What is that relationship like with you um, and her off screen? You know, honestly, that that's sort of the greatest gift of the podcast to, to me is the opportunity to to talk with these actors that I haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with on set. Because I'm I'm obviously first and foremost a huge, huge fan of, of Kelly's work or of Luke's work. Um, I love the show and I love watching their performances. And so the podcast has been this incredible opportunity to get to dig a little deeper and learn from them. I'm lucky to have a lot of scenes with Cole Hauser, who plays Rip, with with Forey J. Smith, who plays Lloyd. So I've been learning from them for four years. And this has been an incredible opportunity to dig a little deeper with these actors that Jimmy doesn't get to spend much screen time with. It's stunning how different the actor Kelly Riley is from the character of Beth Dutton. <laughs> yeah, it really speaks to her ability as an actor. She she couldn't be, you know, I, and, and the conversation I had with her was really an exploration in, in a lot of ways of that idea, you know, of how she finds Beth within herself, you know, and I think that that's an incredible, I think a lot of people watching the show have, have seen shades of themselves in Beth, you know, have seen, you know, seen themselves in these characters and you know talking to kelly about how she finds beth in herself is a fascinating conversation and one that i was very 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 excited to have and and just grateful for kelly's time honestly we were lucky enough to talk to her as well and and she's just so mild mannered and and polite and um are, are any of the actors method actors in that they're always their character during the whole shoot you know we're lucky in that working on Yellowstone is an incredibly immersive experience. We're, we're really out there in Montana. We're really on the ranch. We're really, you know, covered in dirt. So a lot of that stuff, that idea of immersion or that idea of sort of living as your character comes very naturally because we're really in that environment. You know, we're not on a soundstage in LA pretending to be working on a ranch. We're really yeah. out working on a ranch, you know, surrounded by animals. So a lot of that work, we have the, the tremendous gift that you sort of can't help but be immersed in the experience to a certain extent. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, of some of the other uh, characters on the show and actors on the show, who are you sort of more naturally friends with? It would, I would assume like maybe the bunkhouse guys. Yeah, yeah. I really, obviously, Ian Bowen, Denim Richards, and I have spent so much yeah. time together over the last four years, and we've really become a family. That, that's been a huge, huge gift. And one of the great joys of getting to do a show, you know, something that TV does that, that's utterly unique is duration. You know, we've worked on this for four years. We've gotten to make 40 hours of Yellowstone. And and part of the the tremendous sort of benefit of that is you get to spend so much time with these other actors, you know, in, in the same way that the characters in the bunkhouse live together, sleep in the same room, you know, wake up, eat breakfast together, eat dinner together, drink together. Denim, Ian and I have had that experience for four years now, which I think really informs and improves our relationship on screen too. Uh, another huge gift there has been the introduction of, um, of Jen Landon playing Teeter, of Eden Brolin, who plays Mia, of Hassie Harrison, who play, plays Laramie. The, the introduction of those new characters into the bunkhouse has also just been for us, like a bunch of new friends. You know, it's been an incredible gift to get to know them over the course of the past two years. And I, you know, th those are some of my dearest friends as well. You brought up Mia. What's the future of Jimmy and Mia? Can you guys find your ways back together somehow? Is this a, a thing that's going to happen? If I knew, I'd tell you. I, I've I've learned <laughs> I've learned over the last four years to never try to guess what Taylor Sheridan's going to write because every time I guess I'm wrong and I've given up on guessing and I'm just I'm just trying to hold on to the fucking horse, you know. It's Jefferson White from Yellowstone and also the new host of the official Yellowstone podcast. And you know, it's interesting talking to the cast because you get a feel that some people are really engaged in sort of the larger social conversation of Yellowstone. Maybe they're right there online reading in through some of the comments or in the chat rooms looking at fan theories but others like uh cole hauser indicated that maybe he doesn't spend a lot of time online if any uh where are you at do you really kind of immerse yourself in sort of the the fan society uh, as you prepare for this podcast or maybe just because you enjoy it yeah I, and i'm learning the balance you know i spend a lot of time online i spend a lot of time on instagram reading comments and sort of participating in the conversation, but I also think to a certain extent, it's important to, <laughs> if nothing else, preserve my sanity. So I'm, I'm learning to find a balance. And we're lucky that we have like an incredibly positive fan community. We feel, I mean, I, I personally feel so fortunate and so uh, thankful for our, our fan community that's so overwhelmingly positive and supportive. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> staring staring at comments on instagram you know effectively anonymous comments on instagram you're gonna find some that really pierce you to your heart so i'm uh i'm, I'm learning the balance i i respect very much cole's ability to stay away i don't quite have uh so uh so secure a sense of self-esteem so i'm always out there digging for uh for kind words and more often than not finding cruel <laughs> words alongside them What's, uh, do you engage as yourself, Jefferson White, or do you have like an avatar, an anonymous avatar? I engage exclusively as myself, as, you know, at underscore Jefferson White. And I only ask that if you're going to say something cruel about me, uh, <laughs> you know, I only ask that you do the same. Well, you know, it's so interesting because there are some characters who are kind of written to be sort of, uh, polarizing. I think Monica maybe is a character that people love to hate and love to love. Certainly Beth and Jimmy. We've had our highs and lows with Jimmy. You know, you love him and some and feel bad for him in a lot of ways. But in some cases, it's like, dude, 
Why'd you get back on the horse? Come on, brother. Yeah, yeah. And I think, honestly, in the, in the case of Monica, in the case of Beth, in the case of Mia, you know, Eden Brolin, who, who has gotten a lot of, uh, you know, flack online, that just really speaks to the power of the performance, right? These are, these are actors right. who are doing sort of transformational performances, doing amazing work, you know, making strong decisions. And when their decisions don't necessarily align with your expectations or what you hoped the character would do or what you expected the character to do, that, that tends to create some friction. So I think that really just speaks to the sort of courage and conviction of those performers. Or, or for instance, you know, Wes Bentley, who plays Jamie, who oh, has yeah. been such a sort of brilliant, you know, Jamie has been such a, a, a brilliant and complicated character for four seasons now. You hate him, you love him, you love to hate him, you hate to love him. Like it just sort of swings uh, uh, wildly. And I think that really speaks to the, the conviction and courage of that performance. You know, Wes Bentley isn't afraid to make Jamie sometimes contemptible, sometimes heroic, sometimes pitiable. You know, and I, I think that really only, only speaks to the quality of the performance and the quality of those actors. You mentioned a, a few minutes ago about how good of a job the show does in sort of representing not only the indigenous culture, but the ro rodeo culture. And I think Monica I and mean, Kelsey Absell's character, she really carries a lot of the burden of sort of repre representing the Native Americans and an indigenous culture. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful to watch it sort of play out in the job she does, because she does do a good job in a lot of different ways. How much of that information or how much of that culture was new to you coming into the show? Like how much of a lesson are you getting not only from her, but, you know, other actors like Mo Brings Plenty and, and, and some others? This was all uh, very new to me. And I've been incredibly grateful to those members of our, our cast and creative team who have been so patient in, in sort of teaching us. You know, I, I felt incredibly ignorant, incredibly naive coming into the show, especially as it relates to indigenous issues, indigenous representation. And so I've just been so, so, so grateful uh, to folks from that community who have been so patient in teaching me and sort of <laughs> allowing me to stumble, allowing me to make mistakes, because that's all you can do, right? Those of us, those of us who yeah. didn't grow up in this world, those of us who aren't sort of inherently familiar with these issues, all we can hope to do is learn. And, uh, you know, it's nobody's responsibility to teach us, but it's incredibly gracious when people take the time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. It's Yellowstone's Jefferson White, who plays Jimmy Herdstrom on the show. And your character has certainly progressed through the four seasons. Um, are, are you surprised that Jimmy is still alive? Yeah, I every script I read, every script I read, I sort of with bated <laughs> breath turn the pages to see if Jimmy makes it out alive. As you mentioned earlier, you know, he makes mistakes. He... Uh, he has his setbacks. It'll feel like he's taken a step forward and then he'll take two steps back. So I'm I'm uh, incredibly grateful he's still alive because it means that I still have a job to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, I'm incredibly, yeah, I'm surprised every time he managed to get back up. It 
was a, a pleasant surprise. And I really just, I cross my fingers and hold my breath uh, that he'll, he'll keep on keeping on. So help me out here. I, the, the, your current, your character is currently exclusively on the four sixes ranch, kind of having his action. First of all, like filming your part, that part of this season, you're isolated, I think from the, the rest of the cast and crew. Was it enjoyable to, to film this for you? Yeah, it was a remarkable experience. So so season four of Yellowstone, we shot summer of 2020. And Jimmy okay. spends six or seven episodes of season four down in Texas. So what we did yeah. was in the middle of the season, in the middle of shooting season four, we had a splinter unit, uh, a, a small sort of nimble, incredibly talented crew. We all got on a plane, flew down to Texas, and basically for two weeks, we were making a sort of a, a little movie down there, you know, like it, it was a very sort of distinct and specific experience and utterly unique over my fat past four years of working on the show. And it was just an incredible gift. Like, you're really right. For Jimmy, the, the character is isolated. The character is far, far from anything he recognizes. He's having a new experience sort of in many ways characterized by loneliness and by challenges that by the challenges of loneliness and of sort of having to, to find his footing in a new environment and that really mapped on to the experience of shooting it you know we we flew to west texas where i had personally never been um and basically spent two weeks kind of uh on this splinter unit shooting all of that stuff so that that was an incredible gift and the one thing that i can't stress enough is the crew that we brought down there was incredible it was like a a very sort of challenging and demanding environment in the middle of you know west texas everything they say about texas on the show is true everything's trying to bite yeah. you it's burning hot like it's dusty it's <laughs> difficult it's uh as beautiful as it is it's equally punishing um and the crew we had down there was a much smaller crew than makes yellowstone you know usually usually we're lucky to have a huge sort of crew infrastructure and down there in in texas we had a small splinter unit and they just did such work and honestly it's the same as it always is on the show which is that i am only ever sort of trying to rise to the level of the brilliant artists and uh and filmmakers that surround me you know we're, we're so lucky on the show to be surrounded by incredibly hardworking, incredibly talented cowboys actors you know horse trainers crew and I'm only ever sort of trying to rise to the level that I that I see evident around me. Uh, in a moment, um, subscribers of the Dutton Rules podcast are going to get to hear you talk about what I think is the most memorable Jimmy scene to date involving a horse in the Four Sixes Ranch. And I'm hoping you'll humor me there. But uh, going back to the, sh the the ranch, I think the general belief is that's sort of setting up this new spinoff based on the Four Sixes. What's official there um, with regards to the show and your connection to that show? And what is sort of hearsay or rumor with regards to you and the Four Sixes spinoff? I would say that unsurprisingly, I have no idea what's going on. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> I'm sort of, as, as always, you know, just, just really trying to hold on to the bucking horse. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm as excited as, uh, as our, our viewers to find out what's going to happen. And I just put all my trust in the, the brilliant minds behind the show who always make better decisions than I would, you know? Anytime yeah. I try to anticipate what's going to happen, I'm wrong. And what happens is much better than I ever could have guessed. So as relates to all of that, I'm really just putting my faith in, in Taylor Sheridan, the show's creator, and the sort of genius behind it all. 
and uh, the entire creative team. You know, and I'm crossing my fingers for Jimmy. All I, all I can ever really do is, is cross my fingers for poor Jimmy. Well, well the, the scuttle online is, and I'm not sure if this is based on anything that's been pr- provided by the show, is that Jimmy and Walker are headed to the Four Sixes Ranch, and they're, they're sort of the early linchpins for the new, for the new series. That, you're totally right that that is the scuttle online. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> do do uh, you have any favorite fan theories that you've read? I saw one that, that Casey was a ghost, that Casey had yes. died in season four, episode one, and, and was a ghost. That I'm was a, a favorite of mine. There was some about uh, certain characters being secret agents or double agents, and I can't confirm or yeah. deny any of it. I think it's, you know, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been a, a big, big <laughs> fan of the show since I first read the pilot script four years ago. So for me, you know, yeah, that, I'm, I'm a fan of the show first and foremost. So I would never confirm or deny any rumors. I'm simply sort of watching them unfold alongside everyone else, you know, excited to see what's real and what isn't. Well, the Casey ghost theory was really interesting because like he had that sort of moment where he popped out of the bushes wearing like the camouflage the and then he was up at yeah. this and then he was in like this mystic mountain Tom thing with John with John. And it was like, Oh wow. I could totally see the ghost, but it totally overlooks the fact that he had a conversation with rip. Like I bought in on the ghost thing until I stepped back and thought, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought it was an amazing theory. And it really also just shows like how sort of, keyed in and enthusiastic and like smart our audiences like i think that you know people love to watch shows especially a show like yellowstone that's so full of twists and turns and cliffhangers i'm exactly the same way i love to watch it and try to figure out what's happening i love to watch it and try to get ahead of it and i think the tremendous gift that that taylor has is uh you you can't get ahead of him you know he's uh he's brilliant he's a sort of incredibly ingenious creative mind who will always be a step ahead of you but i I appreciate and feel exactly the same way as our fans who are always trying to figure out what's going to happen figure out who's going to do what um i I, I just feel exactly the same way we're all in the same boat chasing taylor sheridan trying to keep up it's jefferson white he plays jimmy on yellowstone and starts the new official yellowstone podcast on december 9th wherever podcasts are found Uh, where'd you grow up I grew up in Iowa, a tiny town in Iowa called Mount Vernon, population okay. about 3,500, uh, about 20 minutes away from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or Iowa City. Yeah. Uh, and no, it's, <laughs> Anytime no, somebody asks where I'm from, I, I say Iowa, and then I start trying to give landmarks, and nobody even knows the landmarks in Iowa. No. <laughs> you say, oh yeah, I'm close to Cedar Rapids. But between which two trees, basically, because yeah, exactly, I think Iowa's exactly. totally flat. <laughs> We're on the one hill in Iowa. I sensed a Midwest accent, kind of, because I'm a Midwest guy too. I grew up um, in Detroit and then West Michigan, so, oh, so I kind of got some family up in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, get out of here! You ever go visit them? Yeah, it's beautiful up there. It's beautiful yeah. up there in the summer. I, I don't ever go up in the winter. No, no, there's no reason to go up there in the winter. It's just <laughs> dead and cold and dark. But the summer, you know, that's where it's the fall, especially as the colors. Gorgeous, man! It's beautiful up there. How do you watch? each episode do you watch it on premiere night or do you guys sit around and watch it kind of as they're they're finished editing i watch it on premiere night uh me and my my girlfriend and her roommates uh sit around and watch it at my my girlfriend's apartment uh shout out to casey um and yeah it's it's so fun like there's nothing like watching it live 
there's been a few times that I've had to miss it and catch up later. And, and just the experience of watching it live, I think, is so thrilling. I've had a funny, a, a couple of funny um, experiences with that. There was one week where on a Sunday I was I was stuck in a hotel and I couldn't figure out how to turn the, the hotel television from Spanish to English. So I watched Yellowstone in Spanish, which was a. Uh, <laughs> was um, actually amazing. Like the actors they had doing the, the Spanish language dubbing were phenomenal and were like, it, it was so exciting. There was like an incredible, the actor playing Lloyd, 4EJ Smith's part, had these amazing like sort of raspy voice. It, it was so, so fun to watch. Do, are, do any of the scenes that come off different on screen compared to how you remember recording them? Oh, yeah. All of them. I always feel yeah. like a badass when we're shooting it. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh, right. Jimmy's an idiot. Anytime I think I've done something cool, anytime I'll be like, wow, I really rode that horse. That was a spectacular. I really shot through that, you know, that prairie. <laughs> and I watch it later. and I'm like, oh, oh I'm, uh, I'm barely trotting what's that like though i mean your character a lot of do people a lot of people do think he's sort of dim-witted do, do you believe jimmy's a little bit uh slow so to speak or or is he better than that you know i think his great gift is that he's willing to learn i think we yeah. all you know there's stuff you know we're all smart in some ways and dumb in some ways god knows there, there's stuff that you know I, I know a whole lot about halo i know a whole lot about ping pong and then, you know, if you ask me the capitals of, of any state, I, it's going to be mostly whiffs. You know, we all have our blind spots. And the thing, the thing that I appreciate about Jimmy is that he's willing to learn. He knows what he doesn't know. You know, he, he knows what he doesn't know. And he's always sort of fighting to catch up, which is kind of how I feel myself. You know, you mentioned you have a lot of sort of the your stunt double and a lot of the, the rodeo and the cowboys on, on the podcast to which degree to what degree are you continuing to learn about their craft sort of live in action during some of these conversations you'll be having that that's kind of my favorite part of the podcast is is that opportunity to keep learning cuz I, I these things are lifelong pursuits you know cowboying you know rodeo these are like yeah. ranching these are lifelong endeavors a lot of these guys you know got on a horse the first time when they were 2 years old 3 years old so it's naive. I would be incredibly naive to imagine that in four years I've learned everything there is to learn. So the incredible gift of this podcast has been getting to sort of deepen my learning and deepen my understanding by people who really have been living out West, been living this lifestyle their, their entire lives. You know, all of us. And this is the great gift of being an actor is we get to sort of step into these lives, these cultures, these communities that we would maybe otherwise never be exposed to. Um, yeah. And the great gift of doing a show for four years is you don't only get a sort of you're not just a tourist. You're not just stopping by in this world. You really get to to dive deep into it. And so the podcast has been this incredible opportunity for me to kind of have a deeper kind of engagement with this world that I'm new to and that I have really fallen in love with. I appreciate how the show doesn't dumb down like some of the the rodeo stuff. Like if you don't know what cutting is you're probably going to have to Google or ask around what Taylor Sheridan's doing on that horse. Uh, like Buster Welch is another example. I don't know that people outside of Texas knew who Buster Welch was until they Googled him and thought, oh, okay, yeah, this guy really is sort of a, a legit horse trainer. Yeah, and I think, I think you're exactly right. I think Taylor's always been interested in making a show that he would love, making a show that folks that 
grew up ranching, grew up cowboying, grew up rodeoing with love. And I think that it, so the, the show is in many ways geared towards that audience and seeking to sort of show something that hasn't really been seen on TV before, you know, a, a show for folks that really come from this world. And then I think for those of us that don't, for those of us that are new to it, there's an incredible sort of, you know, it, it's an incredible articulation of both the myth of the West and also the sort of reality of the West, you know, because yeah. some of us who aren't familiar with this world, you know, I grew up watching movie westerns i grew up sort of surrounded by the myth of the west and then working on the show has been a confrontation with the reality of the west you know which is sometimes mythic sometimes beautiful sometimes romantic but then also sometimes dangerous you know exhausting challenging and brutal about five minutes left with Jefferson White from Yellowstone on the Paramount Network also the host of the official Yellowstone podcast which starts December 9th, wherever podcasts are found. Can I ask you about a couple of specific scenes? Please. Well, the first one, I think you're the first person that we've had a chance to talk to who has been branded. And I wonder <laughs> what that scene was like to film. I mean, obviously, you didn't get the real brand, but which elements of sort of the branding were real during the shooting? And, and I know it was several years ago in your case, but what was that experience like? And, and maybe any secrets you can share about how it was filmed? You're, you're right that it was several years ago, but don't worry, Billy, I will never forget it. So the way they did that, it was very important to Taylor, who was directing that episode. He, he directed every episode of the first season. It was very important to him that, that that scene feel real. And part of what was important to accomplishing that effect was smoke sort of rising off the brand. And the only way we figured out how to accomplish that was for, for Kohlhauser, who plays Rip, to use an actually superheated brand a piece of wood with leather stretched over it directly over my chest. So what really happened was Kohlhauser, you know, they superheated this brand. It was red hot, a real brand. And I held a piece of wood up against my chest with a piece of leather, you know, stretched over it. And Cole really pressed the brand in that piece of uh, leather. So it, wow. uh, it was about, you know, there was about a, an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch of leather stretched over about a half an inch or an inch of wood. And then my chest was on the other side of it. So I will never forget the smell, which was a very sort of <laughs> potent and authentic kind of smell. And I'll never forget uh, the heat that rose off of the brand in that moment. You know, like the, the sort of heat from the smoke and, and the, the proximity to that red hot brand was was very real. Uh, so a lot of that scene, you know, yeah, was was uh, <laughs> kind of more realistic than you might think. I wasn't actually branded, but there actually was a red hot brand and it actually was, you know, pressing into my chest with uh, with a piece of wood in between. You've been a part of some other important scenes as well. I think the hospital scene with Mia stands out, uh, the fight with Fred early on. But I think in episode seven, we get to see you learn how, how baby horses are made. And it is... <laughs> Uh, take me into, I mean, that was that a one take shot and what yeah, was that yeah, like from your perspective? I'm proud to say, <laughs> Billy, that that was a, a one take shot. We did that exactly one time. Um, okay. And you know, it, it, that's also been a huge learning experience for me. Like this is big business in, in the Western world. Horse breeding is big, big business. The way that a, a place like the Sixes, which is a real massive historic cattle ranch in West Texas works, 
is they've got these incredible horses. They have a legacy and a tradition of the best horses in the world. And part of how they, they keep the operation running is they sell, you know, you, you sell basically the right to, uh, to breed these horses. So you sell the horses semen and ship it yeah. all over the world to, to, you know, legacy to, to foster generations of, uh, the best, most talented horses in the world. So, uh, <laughs> at some point in that process, uh, it takes, uh, an incredibly talented, well-trained, careful, meticulous vet tech to, uh, to, to extract the semen from the horse. Or in this case, a fucking you. idiot. <laughs> in this case, a, a clueless actor, a clueless actor uh, from the other side of the from the other side of the country, flying in to uh, to jerk off a horse. So, making that scene, of course, everybody's first priority is the horse's safety. Sure. Everybody's second priority is my safety, and then after that. You know, you're trying to get a funny shot and uh, trying to uh, tell the story of the scene. So I was lucky to be surrounded by a bunch of experts. I was lucky to be surrounded by uh, incredibly talented vet techs, horse trainers, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was me holding a tube, uh, jerking off a horse, you know? So many things could have gone wrong. I'm glad it was just one take Jimmy. Yeah, so many things could have gone wrong. We got it in one. Uh, that's a scene that I, I barely remember. I was so focused on uh, I was so focused on getting it right. You know, there's a lot of variables in a scene like that. And what you're trying to do as an actor and, you know, in any situation, anytime you're working with animals, the, the health of the animal is your first priority. So I was really okay. focused on keeping that horse sure he was uh, taken care of in every sense. Um, and beyond that, I really don't remember what happened. Jefferson, you've been super generous with your time and answers, man. I, I really look forward to the podcast, and I, I can't wait to see what is next with Jimmy and the Four Sixes Ranch in Season 4 Yellowstone. Thank you so much, Billy. I mean, it really, we get to keep making the show because of the community. Like, we get to keep making the show because of the response that uh, the audience has had to it. So any, any opportunity we get to give thanks for that, uh, I, I personally leap at. We're so, so grateful to the audience of this show because you guys you guys are you know the reason we get to keep doing it so thank you thank you thank you that's jefferson white and billy dukes find his new podcast the official yellowstone podcast wherever great podcasts are found the yellowstone podcast was recorded at the win in las vegas and will include interviews with many of the show's biggest stars jefferson spoke with us from his car and neighborhood somewhere along the east coast I'm Addison Hager, and Billy Dukes and I will be back soon to break down the next episodes of Yellowstone in 1883. If you haven't already, tap follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review if you liked what you've been hearing. Dutton Rules, a Yellowstone in 1883 podcast, is written by myself and Billy Dukes and produced by Billy Dukes. For questions and comments, email staff at tasteofcountry.com. Dutton Rules is another great Town Square Media podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.